Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Amazing Bible Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If you do want to contact me with either questions or comments, you can email me at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today, we're looking at the book of Leviticus, chapters 1 through 7. As a kid, I would associate Leviticus with the law, but now I realize that it is so much more than that. In many ways, it is a book that shows us how we can approach and worship God Almighty. Leviticus gets its name from one of the 12 tribes of Israel, Levi, whose mother was Leah, the unloved wife of Jacob, whose name got changed to Israel. From the Levite tribe came Moses and Aaron. Also in the New Testament, John the Baptist was born of Elizabeth, who was of the daughters of Aaron. The Levites were chosen to take care of the tabernacle and the things of God, and Aaron and his sons became the first priest of Israel. The first two verses of Leviticus set the context of where we are in the story. And the Lord called unto Moses and spoke unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The conjunction and shows us that the book of Leviticus continues on from Exodus. So a quick review, Genesis, the first book, means beginnings. Exodus, the second book, means to exit out, which is how the Israelites came out of Egypt. And now the third book, the one in the middle, is Leviticus. So if you would, sing with me our song about the Old Testament. Goes like this. Mm, let us sing the books of Moses, of Moses, of Moses. Let us sing the books of Moses, for he wrote the law. First Genesis, second Exodus, third Leviticus, fourth Numbers, and the fifth is Deuteronomy, the last of them all. So Leviticus is in the middle of the story, and in a sense, the story plot stops or slows down. And this book talks about how to approach God and how to live in the new land that they will be entering. In Exodus, God spoke to Moses on the mountain, but this time the tabernacle has been built and God speaks to Moses out of the tabernacle of the congregation. God is dwelling with his people. Also in Exodus, the priestly garments were made and the items of the tabernacle were set up so that the offerings could be brought to God. Leviticus then starts with those burnt offerings that need to be brought to God. The first is the burnt offering. A few things to note about the offerings. Like in verse 3, it says that we are to bring an offering without blemish, and it is voluntarily brought. This offering is to be by fire as a sweet savor unto the Lord. And that phrase, sweet savor, is found throughout these chapters we're looking at. Here in this chapter, it's mentioned in both verse 9 and verse 13. Whenever a phrase is repeated in scripture, it's important, and so we need to take note of it. The reason for the offerings is told in verse 4. The sacrifices were done in order to make atonement for the one who makes the sacrifice. Atonement is repeated 
throughout not just this book, but throughout all of scripture. For years, I've heard atonement explained as at one meant, as to make reconciliation with God, and we are at one with him. The root word in Hebrew means to cover, and I think that that's a better picture image of what the word means. For instance, in Genesis, Adam and Eve were naked and not ashamed, but then they sinned and they hid. Even though they made fig leaves of clothing, they were still ashamed before God. God made the first animal sacrifice and covered them with clothes. The next time in Genesis we see nakedness was with Noah, which was basically the take two of humanity. And they still messed up, right? So Noah gets drunk from the fruit, very similar to Adam and Eve there, and laid naked in his room. His son Ham saw it and told his brothers. And the other two sons came, walked in backwards with a garment and covered their father's nakedness. And then in Exodus, when Moses comes down from the mountain the first time with the Ten Commandments, the people are partying and worshiping the calf that Aaron had made. And verse 25 of chapter 32 says in the King James Version, And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies, And then it continues, Moses' anger burned and he threw down the stone tablets and they broke. Now, were the people really naked? No, most of the other translations don't mention that at all. But their sin of worshiping a different God other than their God brought shame upon them. And therefore, it was described as nakedness. And that was through Aaron's leadership. So, we find through the offerings found in Leviticus, we see a way to cover the Israelites' nakedness and their shame. Atonement is the word. Dr. Betts, my Old Testament professor, said, Through the sacrifices, an acceptable substitute was allowed. See, God was not asking for all the people to die. He provided a way a substitute for atonement to happen. I have said this before, but as a kid, I saw the God of the Old Testament as if he's standing with a big iron skillet just waiting to bop me on the head at any wrong turn that I make. But that's not a true picture of the God of the Old Testament. God is constantly making a way for us to approach him, for us to find atonement and to have fellowship with him. Another thing Dr. Betts said over and over again, the Jews never looked at the law in a negative light. They saw it as God revealing himself to them and telling them clearly what God expected of them. They did not have to guess what needed to be done in order to please or to approach God. He set it out in great detail. Well, in chapter 2 of Leviticus, we see meat offerings, and they're made by fire. Again, a sweet savor unto the Lord, both in verse 2 and verse 9. This offering, salt was added, which usually is a reference to purity or holiness. Also, we see that Aaron and his sons get to eat of this. In chapter 2, we see a phrase introduced in verse 3 and verse 10. Most holy. Most holy, it means to be set apart or sacred. 
Chapter 3 explains the peace offering. This offering can be either male or female. Again, a sweet savor unto the Lord in verse 5. Whenever it's an animal sacrifice, the people are to lay their hands on the head of the animal as if placing their sin and their shame upon that animal, which is a sufficient substitution. Chapter 3 ends with a perpetual statute for their generations throughout all their dwellings that you eat neither the fat because it belongs to the Lord or the blood because it is the life source. Chapter 4 starts with a phrase that continues throughout the book. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, in this instance, speak to the children of Israel. It's very clear that God, again, is the initiator. He spoke to Moses. Moses then becomes the mediator. And then the people could hear what God was saying. In the New Testament, it is Jesus who becomes our mediator between God and man. In chapter 4, we see the sin offerings, which is a sin of ignorance. You don't realize it at the time. But one thing to notice is that even though we don't realize it, it is still sin. Sin is still sin. Verses 3 through 21 are what priests need to do to cover their sin. Verses 22 through 26 are rulers and what they need to do to cover their sin. And then verses 27 through 35 are common people like you and me. Again, we see a sweet savor unto the Lord in verse 31. Also we see, and it shall be an atonement, a covering, and it shall be forgiven him, which is the same in verse 35 as well as verse 31. In chapter 5, we see specific situations. We see words such as clean and unclean. We see the word sin, which means to miss. It's like you're aiming at a dartboard and you miss the mark that you're aiming for. We also see in verse 5 the important word confess. When the person realizes their sin, they confess that they have sinned and that person then brings the trespass offering and the priest shall make atonement. One thing to note is in verses 7 through 11, it gives guidelines for people who cannot afford a lamb. They can bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And then if you can't afford that, you can bring flour. One thing to note, people were never to come before God empty handed. Even the poor were to bring something. Another thing that this shows us, which gives more information in the New Testament, is that when baby Jesus' parents came to present him at the temple, which is found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 24, they brought two turtle doves, which shows us that they were not among the rich, nor were they among the poor, but they were pretty much middle class family. Note in chapter 5, we see the word trespass. This is another word used for sin. This word, it shows that there is a law that is specific and we can say that we broke that law. So it is a law that is listed. It is specific and we have broken it and therefore we have sinned. It is a trespass. Chapter six, we see the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, 
This part addresses that if we lie about our sin against someone, we are to restore what was either taken or damaged, and we are to restore even more, a fifth part more. And then the priest shall make atonement. Again, the laws are about how we relate to God, but they are also about how we relate to one another. In verse 8, the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, the priest also have laws, such as the fire shall always be burning on the altar, and it shall never go out. Again, we see words such as sweet savor unto the Lord, most holy, and they shall be holy. We see that God is holy, and we are not. But God makes a way through the sprinkled blood of the sacrifice. And ultimately, that is Jesus's blood and sacrifice that he paid on the cross for us. Chapter 7 starts, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. Again, we see the process of atonement. God is still talking to Aaron and his sons. But then in verse 22, the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, speak unto the children of Israel saying, and then we're giving regulations about eating. And then chapter seven concludes with, this is the law of the burnt offerings, the meat offerings, the sin offerings, and the trespass offerings, and of this consecrations and of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, which the Lord commanded Moses in Mount Sinai in the day that he commanded the children of Israel to offer their offerings unto the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Again, this middle book, we're still at Sinai as God is speaking through Moses to the people of Israel. All right, ladies, what are our takeaways from this lesson? Number one, God is holy and we are not. In the New Testament book of Romans in chapter three, verse 23, it says that we have all sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. So we all need atonement. We all have sin and shame and we all need it covered. It comes in various forms, various reasons, but we all have it. And we need it to be covered. And that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for us. In the New Testament book of 1 John, it says, If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus' blood doesn't just cover us. It cleanses us from the inside. We are forgiven and made whole. The animal sacrifices covered until there was a time for Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice for us. And Jesus changes our heart from the inside out. Now we are no longer following the law to try to please him. We love God and therefore we start doing the law naturally. In the New Testament, when Jesus is asked, which is the greatest commandment? He says, to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, on these two commandments, hang all of the laws and the prophets. Love God and love people. 
So, ladies, how is your relationship with God? Have you come to Jesus for atonement? If yes, would you say that you are living in such a way as to be a pleasing aroma unto him? Number two, how are your relationships with people? Is there anyone that you need to make restitution to? Have you lied? Have you stolen? When I was in my 20s, I was a waitress. And ever since then, I have become a pin klepto, kleptomaniac. You know, you find these pins in your purse and you wonder, hmm, I wonder where I got that one from. When we lived in the parsonage right next to the church, I would find at our church about 20 of the church pins, which I know they say, you know, take, but I don't really think they meant for me to take 20 of the pins and bring them home. They're not for me to use, they're for the church. So every once in a while, about once a month or two months, I'd get a whole handful of these pins and take them home. I mean, not take them home and take them to back to church where they belong. Now, in that sense, I don't think I needed to go and buy more pens and give it to them. But one of the things I noticed as a substitute teacher, sometimes I would accidentally, again, not intentionally, take a pen home with me and recognize, oh, this is the teacher. So I purposely, the next time I was in that school, I would make sure that I would take it to the teacher and say, sorry, I took this. It was an accident, uh, but I know it's your pen. The closer we get to God, the more we are in his word and he is in us. He doesn't let us get away with even the smallest thing like taking a pen from a teacher accidentally, right? He changes our heart from within and we want to be obedient because we love God. We don't do it to try to cross the T's and dot the I's. We do it out of love because those laws represent who God is. Why do we not lie? Because God does not lie. Not only does he not lie, he cannot lie. Why do we not steal? Because God provides us with everything that we need. Those laws reflect who God is. And so when Jesus changes our heart from within, we then become more like Christ. So ladies, today... If you hear his voice, if Jesus, the mediator through the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, don't harden your hearts. Let us confess. Let us get right with people and let us obey whatever he's calling us to do today. Until next time. Thanks, ladies.